however well-funded or lack of funding there are, that money must be split up amongst development and maintenance of all of these different feature sets. And so with the smaller solutions, you have to be mindful of that where it may provide super deep functionality. There is probably still a limit to those things. Growing a business requires a holistic approach that extends beyond sales and marketing. This approach needs alignment among people, processes, and technologies. So if you're a business owner, operations, or finance leader looking to learn growth strategies from your peers and competitors, you're tuned into the right podcast. Welcome to the WBS Podcast, where scalable growth using business systems is our number one priority. Now, here is your host, Sam Gupta. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the WBS Podcast. I'm Sam Gupta, your host and principal consultant at independent ERP and digital transformation consulting firm, Elevate IQ. Do you know an ERP that has one of the strongest functionality for pharma? Do you know a pharma ERP that is targeted at SMB wholesale distribution customers? Do you know an ERP that might have pre-baked functionality for CSOS reporting? Do you know an ERP that has pause and e-commerce built as part of the ERP? If you have guessed Blue Link ERP, then you are right. In today's episode, we invited a panel of industry experts for a live discussion on LinkedIn to conduct an independent review of Blue Link ERP's capabilities. We covered many grounds, including its superior design compared to other tier four systems. Finally, we covered its pharma-specific functionality and why it would be a heavier lift for pharma companies to develop this functionality on top of the vanilla ERP systems. With that, let's get to the conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's show. And if you are joining for the first time, this is part of our industry series for which we meet every Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern. We review one vendor or the solution independently, and we always have an expert panel. So for today, we are going to be discussing a very interesting solution. It's called uh, Blue Link ERP. So we are going to have a lot of fun discussing that. Before we do that, we are going to start with everybody's intros. I am going to start with my intro. If you don't know me, Sam Gupta, principal at Elevate IQ. Elevate IQ is the independent ERP and digital transformation consulting firm. On that note, I am going to move to Dave for his intro. Thanks, Sam. Hi, everybody. My name is Dave Chrysler, and I own an operations consulting business, working with leaders in manufacturing and distribution, helping them to create systems that free them to drive growth and operate with excellence. And I come to you with more than 20 years in various operations leadership roles and implementing ERP systems. So excited to be here with you all. And thanks for having me, Sam. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here, Dave. Andy, can I ask you to introduce yourself next? Absolutely. Thank you, Sam, for inviting me. Uh, my name is Andy Pratico. I've been involved in ERP software for small to mid-sized manufacturers for more than I want to remember. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I used to have hair at one time, um, but I worked all over North America. I've worked with over a thousand manufacturers in my career. And in fact, I also give advice on how to uncover the truth about ERP systems before you buy. So hopefully hopefully my advice uh, is worth a little bit more of the free charge that I uh, I charge for it. 
know what they say about free advice, right? Exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, you should start charging. Uh, I guess just I gotta start charging. Yeah, exactly. then then then, then uh, it's going to be slightly more serious. And then the value will increase. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much, guys, for being here. And if you're in the audience and joining for the first time, make sure you guys post your questions and comments. We typically try to cover them during the show. If we run out of time, we'll make sure that you delete your answers. On that note, I am going to start with the quick briefing of the solution where they fit in the ERP value chain. And then I am going to open up the floor for uh, any experiences that you guys may have had with the solution. Uh, and then we'll go over uh, the slides. So a little bit about Blue Link ERP. Uh, and one of the things that you are gonna notice today, Dave and Andy, and any time whenever we sort of review, and I don't know whether they would be tier four, tier five, tier three, how you want to design these tiers. It could be all over the place, but obviously these guys are slightly more at the lower end of the spectrum. I like to define them as more of the, they are going to be in the QuickBooks segment, whenever companies are looking to grow from QuickBooks, that's when their sweet spot is going to be. So if Andy is probably going to be asking, okay, what is the number? I'll give you the numbers. So it's probably going to be five to ten million dollar range for really smaller businesses. That's the uh, solution is is really meant for. But in this segment, you guys have seen me whenever I review these solutions. Obviously, I'm going to be a little mad on them because I don't like the design, etc. But today, uh, with this solution, it's going to be slightly different. The reason for that is I think you know this is how the smaller ERP systems should be approaching the market. And you will see from the design perspective, as well as from the the uniqueness that they bring to the table, that uh, I think the mainstream ERPs are going to struggle. Uh, so again, you know, let's talk a little bit uh, deeper about where they fit overall in the value chain. So I already uh, provided a little bit about, uh, you know, their market positioning in terms of the revenue of companies, they are really, really strong in pharma, okay? And pharma is a very unique in general, okay? It's, it's, it's going to have very, 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 very specific requirement. If you are buying a vanilla ERP, you are implementing these requirements on top of that. You are looking at substantial amount of investment. And after that as well, you don't know whether it is going to work or not, as well as when you talk about these pharma regulations, they are changing all the time, okay? And based on those changes, the interfaces are going to change. The capabilities are going to change. So you are looking at very substantial amount of investment with respect to maintenance as well. So that's where I think the Blue Link ERP brings a lot of value from the pharma perspective. Now, the options for you, for example, let's say if you go for something like NetSuite or any other mainstream ERP systems that are probably going to be selling uh, in the pharma space, you are probably looking at an IP that is going to be owned by either ISV or a VAR, uh, obviously that is going to have slightly more risk. You don't know the quality of that, how many times it has been installed, uh, what is the quality of those developers. When you talk about the mainstream ERP companies, either they are going to be publicly traded or they are going to be backed by private equity, you have a little assurance there in terms of you know the quality of the code. The consulting companies bring great value in terms of the consulting, but designing code, writing code is not their core expertise. If you have to write a bunch of integrations, you know that's easy peasy. But when you are writing 50% of the product, that's very difficult. In the pharma space, there are going to be some of the competitors for Blue Link. The closest functionality that I have personally seen in any product that we have reviewed so far is probably going to be in 
uh, your JD Edwards. JD Edwards probably had the closest functionality for pharma. Obviously, Sage Intact is probably not Sage. Sage X3 is 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 going to have the functionality for pharma. But I can almost guarantee that the functionality that you are going to see today with Blue Link that's probably not going to be available even with Sage X3. Uh, Sage X3 does not have the last mile functionality for pharma. The other systems that are going to be prevalent in the pharma distribution space, and by the way, there is a little distinction there. These guys are not fit for pharma manufacturing. Pharma manufacturing is a very different beast than pharma distribution. These guys are uh, designed for pharma distribution, pharmacy. Those are the companies that we are looking at from the pharma perspective. If it is pharma manufacturing, completely different ballgame. Ajax <laughs> 3 would be more if they were a pharma manufacturer. Uh, both. Uh, so typically, manufacturing. Oh, they've got. They've got. Oh, okay. They have very strong distribution component. Okay. Solution. Yeah. And and the and the majority of the manufacturers, to be honest, I don't know a business that is going to be a pure play manufacturer. Uh, okay. So there are always any manufacturer is going to have some sort of distribution component. Uh, distributors, especially in the pharma space, if they are pure play pharmacy, they are not going to be manufacturing. Okay. So right. that's why Blue Link is probably a superior fit for those smaller pharmacies, you know, one to two stores. That's where I guess they play really, really well. The other solutions that do really well in the pharma space is going to be Microsoft Dynamics, you know, Business Central. And you are going to be shocked in hearing that, uh, you know, uh, and Microsoft Dynamics FNO as well. And the reason for that is because they have a lot of consultants and companies in that particular space. They have add-on for um, pharma. Those add-ons are very thick. They are designed by some of the pharma consultants. So obviously they have far deeper depth in those you know, solutions, as well as in general, Microsoft ecosystem could be all over the place. Some companies are very, very, uh, some of them are, for example, Aptian is actually consulting in that space on top of Microsoft. So obviously then you are talking about private equity owned company that own this product. So obviously their products are going to be slightly richer than owned by bars or ISVs. So I'll stop there. Andy, Dave, any commentary from your side? Yeah, nothing at this point, Sam. I, I don't have any uh, direct experience with Blue Link, but the functionality uh, seems pretty interesting. I mean, to your point, they're kind of um, marketing in that uh, distribution space across many categories, uh, which is kind of what I found interesting. Um, so I'd be curious to, to run through some of the slides and talk about some of the specific functionality that, that would come into play with that. Um, because, you know, again, to your point, it's it's kind of a, a bit of a different business model. And I think, um, you know, at least I'm glad that you made the distinction from the, the pharma distribution standpoint versus the uh, manufacturing standpoint, because <laughs> two, two totally separate business models yeah. uh, and two totally set, uh, totally different sets of uh, functionality you know, necessary, though. So it's it, it looks like a pretty based on the screenshots, looks like a pretty interesting uh, system, though. So. Could not agree more. Andy, comments? No, really. I, I, I agree with what Dave has been saying and everything you've been saying. I, Blue Link, I'm not really familiar with it. I've heard of it before, but I'm not really familiar with it. But the fact that it's in the uh, in the wholesale retail side of the uh, pharma business, it doesn't surprise me I'm not familiar with it. Exactly. And, uh, you know, most of the ERPs, when they start, especially the smaller ones, they are probably going to be comfortable with distribution because manufacturing, uh, it gets really complex. Just pulling that MRP is a big deal in general from the workload perspective. So that does require, 
far deeper design concepts. So I'll start with these slides if you guys um, um, don't have anything else. So one of the things that you are going to notice, obviously, from the functionality perspective, they are very rich. No question. Okay. But, you know, the technology is not as modern. Um, obviously, even they are going to claim that they are probably cloud-based or whatever, uh, that every single ERP vendor is claiming. But if you pay attention to this, the, the core ERP is not as modern as uh, you are going to find with some of the other cloud native platforms the look and feel is still very dotnet-y legacy vb that's the the kind of feel that we are looking for again you know if you're a small pharmacy and you, you don't want to get into sort of the technology uh, nightmares and the erp failures this could bring a great value uh, because you know if you are buying even the sexier software and that's what Andy talks about all the time. <laughs> that pretty is great, but it has to be functional as well. So he's right there, uh, especially for the smaller distributor who don't really have appetite to spend a million dollars in IT and the development. Then, you know, stay away from all of that. Buy something that is functional. Uh, that matters far more than the, the prettiness of the technology and sexiness. The other things that you are going to find here, they have a pretty interesting POS. And that's a very interesting flavor as well. And the reason why I find it interesting is because when you look at the okay, and when you are looking at this whole unified commerce experience, it's very, very, very hard to pull that off in general with the retailers, with the distributors. So they are trying to provide the POS. And obviously, when you are going to be at a very heavy foot traffic, Pharmacy and typically pharmacy, they typically are very busy in general. Even if you are talking about very small pharmacies, uh, they are going to be super, super busy in terms of the traffic that you are going to get. So obviously, these cashiers need to move fast. You cannot afford to spend, let's say, half an hour <laughs> in processing one receipt because obviously your customers who are standing in the line are probably not going to be happy. Um, so that's why the whole POS experience matters a lot. Uh, in the smaller space, when you are going to be looking at these solutions, they might have a lot functionally. Okay, they might have POS, they might have e-commerce, they might have WMS, they might have ERP. And, you know, you might think that these guys are better than SAP. No, they are not. <laughs> okay, so the smaller the space, the more functionality you are going to find in general, the more integrated functionality you are going to find in general. But they are not designed for the market segment that the bigger vendors are trying to serve. So make sure you guys pay, are paying attention to that distinction. This is going to be for really smaller segment, uh, five to $10 million is where their play is. Uh, but overall, POS is great. Uh, most of the companies, they probably would use their some sort of you know different POS uh, that they are comfortable with because that's going to be your customer experience. Sometimes you probably have the loyalty as part of your POS. Pharmacies, not sure how many companies are going to do that. But obviously, there is going to be a pharmacy flavor as part of POS as well. So these guys are going to have all of that inbuilt as part of the POS as opposed to utilizing uh, something else. So pharma companies may not like it. I'm not sure about the other ones. Uh, if you are going to be food and beverage, there might be other POS options that you might, be, you might want to utilize. And then this might be slightly more expensive because then you are probably trying you are trying to integrate with that POS. So again, in this particular case, if you are buying everything from uh, Blue Link, then it could be cheaper, easier. But if you are buying best of breed, best of breed POS, best of breed uh, e-commerce, Shopify, you know, <laughs> then those integrations could, could, could be more expensive. So just make sure, pay attention to those things as well in terms of how you are building your architecture. But if you are on super lean budget, then just 
replace everything by one thing blue link erp your life is going to be much easier okay so some more things that i personally liked about this platform and that is very 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 unavailable in this particular so you guys remember i mean even we reviewed systems such as you know eci m1 it was all over the place from the system design perspective pro shop <laughs> you know all over the place from system design this is also a very small company but they have done a wonderful yeah, job what, what do you mean by all over the place in respect to what we're looking at here today so overall in terms of the organization of the information so oh. i'm pretty sure andy you have seen a, a a library that is going to have books all over the place there is no sort of numbering scheme when you have to find something you probably are hunting through 50000 foot warehouse and dave i'm pretty sure you can relate with the warehouse as well <laughs> if warehouse is going to be chaotic so in the information architecture you know it's a similar concept okay when you are going to be looking for the information if it is going to be well organized modular then it's going to be easier to find for example here when you look at this one this is very cispro uh, sort of feeling or sap kind of feeling because the way sap product organization is overall from the erp design perspective it's very well organized if you look at you know the number of tabs that these guys have you have the contact info general info uh, history pos transactions even you know if you look at systems such as genius genius is all over the place okay <laughs> it's just very confusing and sometimes the reason why they have patchy architecture is because they don't have a good cio or the solution architect because they might be on a budget they might not be able to pay 300000 dollars to a cio or the solution architect so obviously you are hiring a bunch of developers they don't really have as much design background so it's almost like designing your house without an architect and and you know how that goes <laughs> so the system philosophy is the same so here you know this one is designed really really well blue link has done a marvelous job overall in terms of designing their screen it's very well organized now this is not blue link so okay so obviously they have a little uh, collaboration there with this particular company the functionality when you are going to be looking at the demo uh, it probably is going to come across as blue link can do a lot of things so the screen that you are looking at this is the document management functionality and that's going to be extremely critical for manufacturers as well as any of the pharma centric company okay they need to store the documentation for example whether you talk about in this particular case this is the view of the invoice but uh, for pharma companies you are probably going to be storing a lot of regulatory documents and you should be able to retrieve them for each of these transactions so typically you require enterprise centric documentation management where you are going to have a bunch of metadata that are going to be affiliated with your document that you can use later on to be able to retrieve so what these guys have done uh, uh, i don't know whether you guys can see this or not the url goes to docuware and docuware most likely is a product uh, okay that blue link has the affiliation with and this is going to so blue link erp is going to be probably that dot net e vv centric feeling but then this is going to be very cloudy feeling <laughs> so there there's some collaboration there but a lot of companies are going to be using white labeled product or the third party product so make sure you guys are paying attention to that there's no harm as such in this but it's just something to know that this is a white labeled relationship owned by something else so there is a little risk there so pay attention to that but this is going to be very cloudy as opposed to the blue link erp itself it's pretty common seeing a lot of erps that third party over to a document management system of some kind yeah but i mean obviously when you look at the support model so sometimes you know when you are going to get issues even let's say if it is going to be owned by the oem itself the support goes to the a different team so then you are probably going to be bouncing back and forth <laughs> when you might get issues and if let's say a third party is owning 
then it's a completely different software and then they'll send you to them so yeah there's always risk when you use any sort of white that's device. always the risk that you have to measure that's for yeah. sure um okay so this is the mobile experience obviously mobile experience is great as well but when i was looking at mobile experience to be honest okay i was thinking that there is going to be pharma flavors honestly speaking i could not find anything that is going to be different at least from the the way they are picking process uh, was demonstrated in videos on youtube here we are looking at the lot number sure you can do the override on the lot number but that is very mainstream erp functionality there's nothing different here overall uh, if you look at how do i have pharma functionality here um, so we could not find the pharma at least uh, you know for the mobile experience we have other slides where we have very specific pharma experience uh, that blue link can bring to the table but at least from the uh, wms perspective or from the warehouse processes perspective seems like <clears throat> the pharma companies are not going to be as different i mean my understanding was that they would probably require a lot more attributes here uh, you know while picking process because you have to probably account for multiple serial numbers multiple lot numbers that is one of the problems that we typically see but here on the screen i could not see. just a single field yeah and the other things that you know overflow i don't know what overflow is to be honest you know overflow is very new uh, for me i've never seen that before category and classes we have seen in some ERPs, not everyone, uh, every ERP. I think uh, we saw this in case of Makola, probably any of the food and beverage ERPs, they probably have the category and class uh, as well, if I remember. Um, Dave, go ahead. Yeah, Sam, you know, I, I think this is a, maybe a good spot to add this comment in, and I think it's come up in, in maybe one or two uh, previous sessions here. But, you know, it's always interesting to see how uh, these software uh, solution providers are kind of marketing uh, their products, right? So it's pretty clear uh, that this is a, a, a you know, pharma-based uh, distribution product. I mean, you go to their website and it's kind of in multiple places. So you're kind of led to believe that. And the comment really is not so much that, uh, you know, there's there's a bit of, um, uh, you know, maybe non-transparency there. But when I see screenshots like this and kind of to your point, you're thinking, okay, well, maybe there's some deeper functionality there, but, but we're looking at a screenshot of, you know, Atlantic Pacific products and halibut fillets uh, but yet we're talking about a product that, you know, in multiple places says that it's a pharma uh, distribution, you know, solution. My point is, you know, you want to look for kind of consistency across there. So either, you know, one of two things is happening. Either they've not gone back and kind of updated some of their materials and demo videos and those types of things, or they're maybe not as deep in that particular space as, as maybe they claim. So I, I would just caution people to ask those types of questions as they're seeing these things, because, you know, again, you could say anything you want from a, a marketing and branding perspective, but if the functionality really isn't there, you could be getting yourself into, uh, you know, some trouble down the down the line. Yeah, and Dave, that's a very good point. In fact, if we look at some of the other screens, if a product has functionality, it's going to be all over the place, to be honest. You can you can feel it, okay? And that's what we are going to see. I mean, see, when you have the pharma-specific functionality on the sales order screens, that's very clear, okay? You can see the differences and you'll see how heavier that lift is going to be. So great points. I completely agree with what you said. Okay, if you guys don't have anything else, I'll move to the next one. So here we are looking at, this is the e-commerce experience. Now, e-commerce experience is very interesting overall when erp companies try to claim that they also 
can do e-commerce, <laughs> okay? So typically the e-commerce experience is going to be very, it's just a portal to be honest, it's not a real e okay? So if you really want to win on Google, uh, if you want to have a e-commerce platform that is going to do well on from the SEO perspective that marketers are going to like, obviously they are not going to like something, okay? But at the same time, you also have the regulatory challenge uh, with products such as this or the space such as this, because you, this uh, particular space is going to have very embedded functionality at the sales order level. At the sales court, court level, when you are going to be confirming your sales order, then you have to send a, a file to your regulatory bodies. So you are going to have all of those challenges. And typically, implementing that is going to be extremely difficult if you go to something like uh, you know, Shopify BigCommerce. So that's where even though the experience of e-commerce is not going to be as pretty, but at least you have all of those integration built that you are going to require in the pharma space. So I sort of like it, but I mean, again, this is not the real e-commerce. E uh, you know, if e-commerce is going to be your primary sales channel for, for you. Do they claim uh, integration in Shopify or these other tools? So typically the way these companies work, Andy, is they are going to say, you know what, if you require integration with Shopify, I'll integrate for you. Uh, <laughs> but then obviously there is going to be a big bill in, in general, right? So we are looking for a very custom solution. So obviously their preference is going to be, hey, buy everything from BlueLink. It's just going to be easier from their perspective. Uh, but if you are looking for something like Shopify BigCommerce, that's going to be a heavier lift than you know, the variable change in terms of your ROI, the TCO that you are going to have. It's going to look very different. But it's very interesting that they are offering a lot. They are offering e-commerce. They are offering POS. They are offering ERP, WMS, a lot. A lot, a lot and obviously they have very lean functionality overall from the e-commerce perspective you cannot expect sap hybris experience uh, but at the same time you have a lot for example you have things like shopping list i don't know how common that is uh, sometimes you get a lot of feature sets but it's not really comparable i would not compare this with big commerce or any other even magento um you know this is this is very erp centric portals uh if you care for pre-baked integration then this is going to be easier but if you cannot move from your current website or the current e-commerce platform this is going to be a far heavier lifting than now this is where things get really interesting so this is the controlled substance ordering system and this is called csas functionality and it gets really interesting the way this works in the pharma space so as soon as you confirm an order then you are exporting a bunch of certificates those certificates are going to be used everywhere so you need to store and this is very similar to the way your tech certification work so let's say if you are in the b2b space and you are going to be tax exempt on specific zip codes specific ship to addresses then you need to store the certificate so that's another commerce functionality that we typically see in the pharma space you are storing the certificates but again the correlation is similar these certificates are also used at the ship to level so basically the point here is that anytime you are going to be processing either let's say the sales order uh, or the court and let's say if you don't have the license in that particular address then you cannot really sell it to them so that's how involved this piece of functionality is 
so here you are going to be storing the certificate for every single distributor and the dealer that you might have. And that's why this whole B2B collaboration is going to be super involved as well as handy as well. Um, it's very interesting the way it works. This is where, so every time it's almost like electronic signature. Uh, in this particular case, you are entering the password for your, and these are going to be some of the regulatory requirements that anytime you touch something, then you need a signature. So they are asking for your password all the time. You know, you have risk from the cybersecurity perspective, obviously. So that's why they have to do a lot of things uh, to make sure that they are following the former regulation. So that's why, again, this is very involved and busy function. Uh, if you are going to be building this on top of vanilla ERP, good luck with that. Uh, you know, you'll be lucky if it works, uh, <laughs> um, even if you are able to implement that. Now, this is where things get really interesting. And, and, and you know, you have the, the whole uh, screen is the order screen and you have a lot of different things. For example, you know, the um, license number that you are going to have on the previous screen on e-commerce uh, screen, that license number is actually going to come to your sales order so that license number is going with every single point that you are touching in your ERP and then obviously that license is getting validated at each step of the process the license information is also going to be available at every single step again very 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 involved this is not going to be creating this bunch of fields <laughs> on your sales order form and just be done with it this is very very complicated in general the way the correlation of data is the correlation of information as well as the way the functionalities uh, work and you know we have things like you know fill priority again very pharma specific in general we have things such as allocate serial number i don't think i've seen serial number allocation allocation of lots that could be a very involved functionality as well uh, that is probably going to be available only in the bigger system um, if they are able to do that um comments guys if not, so this is the next step in the process. Once your uh, the sales order is done, then you go to your uh, order shipment acknowledgement space. Here as well, um, you have very involved functionality from the CSOS perspective. You are going to be exporting this file. Uh, that's extremely busy as well. If you have to implement this in a vanilla ERP system, um, it's going to be really, really challenging in general. Um, very involved. Uh, this is the business logic at the customer screen level. So this is the logic that I was talking about. So you have segmentation of different drug type. You have the Rx, then you have the uh, two, three classes, class two, class three. These are different drugs. And this is going to be the license that is going to be available at the federal level for each of the state that you are authorized to sell. And then you have the expiry date as well. Again, very, very, very thick embedded functionality that you are going to set as the master data that is going to be used throughout the process. Um, so it's really involved in general. And this is the point I was trying to make, guys. Uh, if you have some very specific functionality, you are going to see it right there. <laughs> it's very, very, very high to hide something if you have something built as part of the product. Do you think yeah, those columns I, are built? I'm sorry, Dave, go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead, Andy. I was going to say, do you think those columns are built in or are they just UDFs? No, no, they are built in. They're built the, in. Oh, okay. you have to build. You can, yeah. this functionality, UDF is supposed to be just a bunch of attributes that are available at the table level. Right. Okay? When the functionality is going to be this thick, <laughs> meaning you are looking at very complex uh, data structure, you know, that needs to carry through the process. That's where the complexity is. It's not going to be just, you know, the correlation is very deep. In these, uh, you know, every single layer that you are going to have, they are going to have very complex. Business. Look at the depth of hierarchy here. 
in terms of how deep this hierarchy is uh, you know unless you are literally writing uh, 50 tables on erp which i don't know which erp vendor is going to recommend sure the bars and isps they can write whatever they want uh, you know but then you, the operational efficiency of the system is going to suffer because you know they might not be designed for 5000 tables they might be designed for let's say with the assumption that okay i can handle 200 tables maybe 300 <laughs> but if you are going to sub 5000 <laughs> god help you um deep you had a comment well i was just going to kind of tack on to what you were saying sam in terms of that you know in depth functionality i mean these you know this screen to me kind of proves what i was saying earlier right? <laughs> like you can't hide it and if you're going to tout yourself as something then it's best to you know show off all of the functionality across all of the different you know touch points throughout the system so i i just wanted to add that and then um kind of one comment to tack on to what you were saying andy uh you can see next to the ship to tab the the user defined fields tab um so you know to kind of further further highlight uh what sam was saying in terms of this being built in functionality I could not agree more great point uh okay So here now it gets really really busy and this is the inventory screen and typically the if you are if you really want to find what the product is all about you should be looking at the part master screen in general okay that's where sometimes you know the customer screen vendor screen they could be very same in general in the ERP systems but when you look at the 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 item master that's where you are going to see the real differentiation which kind of you know product the product is really designed for So in this particular case you can see a lot of the for example let's say nd you have ndc at the item level sure could that be a udf probably okay but depending upon how it is being used okay because it's a number you know could be a text field uh, if you have udf how many validations can you really write on top of that uh, you could do that now you have the class then you have the product family then here we are talking about sales order sort order uh purchase order sort order now i don't know if this is over engineered or are there any sort of pharma regulations that sort of mandate in terms of what order you need to have this particular screen is not designed as well okay and <laughs> so this is a busy screen because it's it does not have the same logical structure that we were seeing on the customer screen because i'm pretty sure this has grown over the period of time you know they could not visualize okay what all am i going to get and then they are shoving the functionality because now customers are asking and they need to make sure that the functionality exists so that's where that's how most products evolve so here you sort of have the pricing yes there is one to one relationship but it's not as logical as what we saw on the other screen so here you have the brand brand description uh, brand and brand description we have seen in different products Uh, typically that is very e-commerce centric functionality because you have to communicate the same brand to multiple channels so that's why sometimes you need to store inside the erp uh, but again that's a very e-commerce channel centric attribute that could be maybe that could be okay if you are going to use it as udf that's not going to you know cause as much problem to be then you have the dosage strength dosage strength could they could have a lot of regulatory requirements so there are going to be probably a, a lot of business rules that you need to implement so that could be harder um then what else do we have here um the contracts contracts is very interesting okay so typically the the way the contracts are going to be structured in every single industry is going to be very different okay so here they sort of have the contract pricing but they have the contract code um so this could work in most manufacturing distribution system i don't see anything farmer related 
but sometimes there could be formal specific functionalities as well. Um, I'm not seeing anything else here. Do you guys see anything else worth noting? No? Just the fields you've mentioned. Amazing. Now, this is very interesting. The lot correlation is very tricky as well. I don't think I have seen a lot of different, okay? So typically, the correlation is going to be based on your vendor cross-ref. So what you could do is you can correlate the item to either the lot number or the vendor SKU typically. Uh, you can't really translate between your lot to lot because most ERP systems don't really have that function. And typically in pharma, if you need the complete traceability, then you require that lot label traceability. And again, it's very hard to implement in general uh, if you don't have that as part of your product. So it seems like these guys have that. My assumption is going to be probably in, in automotive as well as the food and beverage, uh, you know, they are probably going to require, but I have seen companies getting approved on HACCP and <laughs> their ERP systems are all over the place. Uh, <laughs> so that is always there because nobody really digs into the systems, right? Um, as long as you can produce the reports, that's what your auditors are going to care for. So that's how companies get approved. But if you are in pharma and if FDA is going to audit you, uh, probably it's going to be far more difficult in general. Yeah, but even they, I don't think they are going to test this. So this is the error that you get, okay? So these are the business rules that I was talking about, okay? So this is going to be when you don't have, and this is the functionality that exists even in case of your medical device. And this is very involved. For example, let's say if you are going to have a different CRM, uh, then your ERP, typically this functionality is going to reside inside your CRM if you are using the CPQ component of your CRM. Because anytime you are going to sell any product in a specific geography on, or the address, that needs to be validated. That's where the real trick is when you are talking about controlled substances. So whether you talk about cannabis, whether you talk about pharma, medical device, this particular piece of functionality is very involved. And that's why these spaces are far trickier in general to implement. Okay, so now let's look at the reviews. So obviously we like the functionality. Now let's see what users have to say. So here we have Michael. This is, um, he used the product for roughly two years. Uh, this review is from five years ago. So obviously there might be some changes uh, with the product, but they are talking about some positive things. They are saying that from tracking inbound ocean containers to automated reporting, that's a big deal. Okay, even in the mainstream ERP systems, it's going to be very hard to do that TMS functionality. They don't have that. So obviously, a Blue Link can do that, you know, for these smaller workloads. That's a big deal. And you're going to find a deeper functionality in these smaller ERP systems engine. So great functionality there. Did you mention TMS? Yeah. Transformation management? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So typically, the, the process stops as, as soon as you sort of ship it, uh, you know, out your door. Uh, most ERP systems, they don't really do a good job of tracking it after that. I don't know how they are doing this, to be honest. In tracking inbound containers, you know, that's a very supply chain control tower functionality inside your TMS because you need the collaboration with other parties as well. It's a very network effect. So typically ERP systems don't get into all of that. Uh, but it could be a very easy functionality, to be honest. And Michael may have felt that, you know, I'm able to track. Uh, typically, they are going to simply track as the warehouse location inside your ERP. And these guys are being happy. Woo! I have my ocean container. Um, okay. So uh, some more comments here. Blue Link's software interface at times feels somewhat dated and can create some challenges and navigate. And this is our assessment as well. And this user is agreeing with that. So obviously, the interface is dated. The technology is dated. No questions there. Uh, 
Many of these issues has helped with additional drill down capabilities. Database management with our SKU count can be somewhat cumbersome, and we have worked with BlueLink to help address and improve. And we have seen consistent trend across the reviews, and they are complaining if you are going to have very large number of SKUs, okay, you are probably going to find challenges. Uh, again, it's designed for smaller workloads. It's not designed for the heavy lifting. So make sure you guys do POC before proof of concept of their technical capabilities uh, before you sign the agreement with them because large number of SKUs, they, they might struggle. Um, but let's say if you have 100,000 SKUs, then it's probably not going to be. Okay, so this is slightly recent review. This is from Jason, 11 to 50 employee. Uh, in my mind, I think that's the right space for Blue Link. Uh, here they are complaining about standard report templates are not at all useful. Uh, if you have staff on site that are proficient in Excel and pivot tables, then the data can be extracted or Blue Link can create custom reports to address your needs, but some improvement in the standard reports uh, can be made, especially in the smaller segment. Uh, this is the consistent problem that we are seeing that they don't have as many reports in general. Okay, so with the mainstream ERP systems, you are going to get far more report. You are not going to get last mile functionality, but when you are going to be needing reports, then you uh, Blue Link is obviously going to charge a lot of money to build those reports. So that could be a con in general. And this we have seen consistently because uh, obviously these guys have to make money as well. Sometimes these companies are selling at a very cheap price. Okay, sometimes the the license money could be like peanuts. To be honest, obviously developers are expensive for everybody in the market and they have to make money somehow. So maybe they are making using reports. So that could be another thing that you might want to review in terms of what out of the box reports are available and what needs to be built because building even one report takes roughly a month. And when you look at a month, uh, you are at least at least looking at, you know, five to ten thousand dollars, not less than that. So that's a cost of one report. Um, so here, uh, director of logistics in, in US apparel and fashion. Now let's look at, you know, some of the other verticals, how they felt about the product. Okay. So here, you know, pharma people obviously love this because they have very unique pharma functionality, but the, here, uh, two years ago, and this is not very old review, one star pros, literally nothing. I enjoy paying taxes more than using this POS software. So obviously they didn't like POS, uh, you know, functionality, just opening it gives me anxiety. Obviously, they have responded, so it speaks for the customer service that they have really good customer service. But again, you know, if you are in any other verticals than pharma, then this could be trickier. I don't know why you would buy uh, the software. You know, there are better options available in the market that can do a better job. Uh, cons, everything, it is slow, buggy, needs constant support, and tickets are never handled appropriately. That's not true, actually. See, people have mentioned ruling support. They have really commented. And typically, when you are going to have these smaller companies, they in general have very good support. Um, so most likely Blue Link is going to have very good support as well. So this is not right. This is not consistent with the other reviews. Uh, but for the other verticals, again, you know, you might have better options. How big of a company is Blue Link, Sam? Do you know? Uh, it's really small. Uh, Are they? Okay. Yeah, it's, it's probably a, a bar or ISV is probably going to be a similar size. But for consulting companies, that's okay because, you know, again, you don't have that tight correlation with your code you can always fire your consultant, right? But you cannot fire a company uh, if you are using somebody's ERP or POS. It's much harder left in general. That's why the financial stability of the publisher is far more important than of the consulting. But obviously, if your VAR is providing the IT, then you are locked anyways, regardless of whichever ERP system <laughs> you go for. So yeah, it can be argued either ways. So here we have another review from 2018. Consumer goods, again, very different vertical, 11 to 50 employees. Uh, size is great. 
not user friendly looks like it's from 1998 almost all features are add on modules pretty useless out of the box upper level management is helpful but pricey low level techs are useless and pricey um again you know if you are in the consumer goods space then probably you are you know you are going to struggle because obviously you have far superior options in general uh, obviously this is a very harsh review in general um this is not the trend that we have seen but you know pay attention to uh, these guys as well maybe talk to some of the people uh, in this space if they like if they were in consumer good space one more here uh, they are talking about slow it looks like the dos screen from my first computer uh, to respond to the program freezes freezes and shuts down now that's really bad okay it should not be freezing or shutting down so obviously either they are releasing it faster or the features that they have are not as stabilized so this is the problem that you are going to find with your tier 3 tier 4 tier 5 um, you know systems so make sure you pay attention to that that could be really annoying because this is going to be your operational disruption you cannot afford to have defect <laughs> when you have customers asking for a sales order um okay that's pretty much it okay i'll okay, opinions I mean, it's great to have these posts off the different uh, message boards, but I mean, everyone's opinion is going to be relative to their own previous experiences. And sometimes these people uh, make complaints, and maybe they didn't implement the software properly, or who knows what the issue is, right? Yeah, Andy. But I mean, in general, people are very kind. In my experience, I have seen terrible ERP implementations, and they are typically happy about it. They're still pretty, yeah. <laughs> so if they are complaining, there has to be a real reason. There's got to be something going <laughs> on. Yeah, in general, I mean, I've seen like really, really bad implementations, and people are they still. Yeah, I think from my perspective, you know, the the one thing to kind of add, and we touched on it a little bit, but you know, with the with the smaller size you know really I, i won't even i won't even add that with any of the uh solution providers you want to be mindful that with uh, a significant number of feature sets uh however well funded or lack of funding uh there are um you know that money must be split up amongst development and maintenance of all of these different feature sets and yeah. so with the smaller um solutions you have to be mindful of that where it may provide super deep functionality um you know there is probably still a limit to those things so like we say on on multiple uh you know multiple sessions um you know really think about what your business use case is and where you think your business is going to go because uh this is definitely an investment in infrastructure and um you know while nobody has the crystal ball of of how they're going to scale their business if you're already running at a significant run rate perhaps it would make sense to uh, to evaluate a, a slightly larger system that would also include some of the similar functionality so there's never a one size fits all to any of these things but be be mindful of you know that level of functionality and how people have to spend their own resources to support that um you know it's it's a consideration for sure internal resources are free dave what are you talking about <laughs> yeah right <laughs> well they may say that just like you know no, yeah no, send us requests don't give me salary day while work for you for report. free is that what oh means in that cost report <laughs> overhead yeah what is that internal resources never overhead <laughs> <laughs> it de- definitely has a lot of functionality though like i said it it's always interesting to me though where you see kind of that um you know that mismatch you know you would think if if it's so deep 
that they would have that kind of throughout. And then the thing that matched for me is the fact that in some of the uh, reviews, and, and I don't disagree with your point, Andy, but in some of the reviews that weren't in pharma, you know, those were the ones that were kind of um, the most uh, displeased uh, seemingly with the software itself. So, you know, why okay. they would kind of continue to show. Right, right. Okay. Some of that functionality, um, you know, that's not directly tied to their kind of core competence. It's always interesting to me to see that, you know, why, why, why bother, right? If, if that's your sweet spot and that's what you do the best, double down on that and, and, and go after it. They so. should all double down on that every ERP system. But that's the problem is that, uh, you get not just companies, but software salespeople that want to try to sell to everybody because they make a commission. And guess yeah. what? You know, problems happen all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Just to be fair, I guess, you know, with salespeople as well, to be honest, Andy, I mean, the problem is also with this. Okay. So every ERP is designed for a very specific vertical. The challenge is because everybody is confused. So then salespeople have to be. <laughs> yeah. What can no, they you're do? right. I'm not. Yeah, you're right. It's, 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 it's a lot. If it, it was a fair market. Okay. Everybody wanted to be fair. Then yeah. every, <laughs> everybody would have fair share. The problem is that there is so much noise in the Evaluating ERPs is one of the most difficult things. Dave, you know this. This is one of the most difficult things any company ever does. Sales demos always look great. The salesperson tells you their software walks on water. The marketing, the brochures, the website all says they're great. You know, yet there's such a high percentage of dissatisfaction. Somebody's got to be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, to that point, Andy, I, I think it's so challenging for most businesses to kind of create an, an entire list of use cases to, to really mm -hmm. test uh, that functionality, because you, you kind of, to your point, you know, you take that at surface value that, well, what about this scenario? Oh, yeah, right. yeah. We, <laughs> we, we've we done that before. We'll test that in six, six, six months after we buy it. Yeah. <laughs> See if it works. Yeah. And, and it just becomes too little, too late, and then you're oh, stuck. Yeah. And then, you know, oh. the everybody kind of knows the story from there. But, um, yeah, you know, ask a lot of questions. Talk to, to current and previous, uh, you know, clients and, and try to seek some of these uh, you know, verify these reviews yourself uh, when right. you're going through this process. Um, and, and I would say both with current and previous customers, if you're able to dig them up, uh, because you may get some additional insight as to, you know, what functionality, um, you know, wasn't working and, and what additional software, you know, maybe a like business considered uh, to open up that conversation for you. So. Um, great guys. Uh, if you guys have more comments, we can take those or we can cover these comments. Um, yeah. Do you guys want to cover? Um, Dave, do you want to read it first? On the mobile picture. Yeah. yeah, it's probably a secondary stocking. There's more than the bin can take. One of you can can you read for the listeners as well so that they can follow along in terms of what we are talking hey, go, about? Go ahead, Andy. Uh, oh, Anders always has great comments. Uh, overflow on the mobile picking application. Maybe this is for the secondary stocking bins? Perhaps they're picking eaches by hand up front, but then there's a whole rack out back that is full of pallets for restocking that tiny front bin. Very possible. Yeah. Any other comments, Dave, on this one? No. I mean, uh, you know, some, some of this functionality is, uh, you know, always a guess in terms of um, what it actually does. It's interesting to, you know, to, to make some of those educated guesses, but um, 
you know, it'd be more interesting from my perspective to see a real use case for some of these things. Yeah, could not agree more. And, uh, you know, I don't want to overguess myself right now, but under, you know, seems about right. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I've never seen that even in, in case of WMS. Maybe they have. Uh, Sometimes so when we, we focus on these, you know, specific fields that don't make any sense. Sometimes it can be as simple as the software company put that in to satisfy one customer. And it really doesn't do anything. Exactly. You know? Exactly, exactly. Uh, guys, uh, if you don't follow Anders, make sure you follow him under screen, A-N-D-E-R-S-G-R-E-N. Amazing guy. Uh, amazing guy always has uh, very interesting comments. He has one more comment here. Reorder entry. I think the allocate lots might be critical for a pharma application. Conceivably, you could ignore FIFO and pick out of a single lot to avoid crossing a lot boundary that way you wouldn't have multiple lot codes dates to pass down the chain to the customer so i think there are going to be two or three different layers so i don't know if this is right to be honest that you can so from the financial perspective the way you are going to be picking your inventory is going to be very different than how you are going to be releasing the inventory. Uh, in general, those two are two different algorithms. So you could have the financially, you could do FIFO, but then if you are releasing based on lot, because obviously the lot actually goes on the sales order as well, so the allocation. So uh, I don't know if this is right or not, but I mean, I, yeah, I would be slightly careful there. So this is a very deep lot functionality. I would assume that FIFO picking is probably pretty common in the pharma industry. So lot is going to be far more specific than your FIFO. FIFO is the generalized for first and first out, right? But if you are talking about first lot out, that's more specific. So depending upon... Um, right. No, you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah you're in right. this particular case, you have to assign the lot. Then you have to uh, have the whole traceability. You have to have the serial number as well. So that's why on the WMS app, we could see that they were picking based on the lots. You have to have, you can't simply pick based on the SKU because then you will lose that traceability. That's why the lot number is really important. Okay, two more minutes, more comments, guys. It seems like a nice little system. Uh, be, you know, um, again, it's outside of my core competency, but uh, the functionality seems to be there and I'm sure it must be a, a reasonably good price. Sam, would you say so or do you know the pricing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for the most part, these smaller systems are going to be much more affordable range in general. Uh, so the user that complained about pricing, you have no idea how much NetSuite is going to cost. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Is it a similar structure, Sam? Is it is it a uh, similar structure in terms of pricing, or when you say structure, you mean like uh, perceived? Yeah, like or... just by license. Uh, I would assume there's some sort of. No, I don't have enough information to be able to comment on that. You know how Got they it. price, but my understanding is maybe they are going to be fairly affordable range. Uh, in general, most smaller systems they probably are looking at uh, you know ten thousand dollar per year license fee, and then. <laughs> <laughs> probably twenty, thirty thousand dollar implementation. That's how you know, most of the systems are. I was talking to a company last week that when you mentioned NetSuite. I was talking to a company last week that was looking at NetSuite and they were, they were so enamored because NetSuite, NetSuite they quoted twenty four thousand dollars to implement and train them. And I went, <laughs> Okay. What do you get for twenty four thousand? Data dumping? Well, that's the thing. Is that, you, know, <laughs> you provide me data in your sheet and I'll dump it in the software and done implementation. <laughs> go yeah, but this, this individual <laughs> sat through the demo. Obviously, NetSuite's great at doing given demos and they're good at accounting. And this person was an accounting person. So, you know, it looked great. 
And then the 24,000 just made it look like the software must be easy to implement. Yeah, everything right? is so easy, right? ERP is oh, always easy. Super. Piece of cake. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. It, there's so many people out there that get fooled, that's for sure. Yeah. All right, guys. So we have one minute over right now in terms of time. Any more final short comments? No? no. All right, guys. That's it for today. If you joined for the first time, this was part of our industry series for which we meet every Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern. We review one vendor or the solution. So make sure you guys are going to be here next week. We are going to come back with another vendor or the solution on that note. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in tonight. Thanks, Sam. Thanks a bunch, everybody. I cannot thank our guests enough for coming on the show, for sharing their knowledge and journey. I always pick up learnings from our guests, and hopefully you learned something new today. If you want to learn more about Dave Chrysler, head over to thechrysler.club. C-H-E-C-R-Y-S-L-E-R.C-L-U-B. If you want to learn more about ND Practical, head over to essoft.com. It's E-S-S-O-F-T.com. Links and more information will also be available in the show notes. If anything in this podcast resonated with you and your business, you might want to check other related episodes, including the interview with Dave Chrysler, who shares his insights into the nuances of the cannabis market and value chain. Also, the interview with Drennan Meyer, who shares his insights on the unique nuances of the pharma distribution business. Also, don't forget to subscribe and spread the word among folks with similar backgrounds. If you have any questions or comments about the show, please review and rate us on your favorite podcasting platform or DM me on any social channels. I'll try my best to respond personally and make sure you get help. Thank you. And I hope to catch you on the next episode of the WBS Thank you for listening to another episode of the WBS Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information on growth strategies for SMBs using ERP and digital transformation, check out our community at wbs.rocks. We'll see you next time.